Welcome to the first ever Bridgepoint Church podcast. Um, today we have our Sunday message going out to you, the Unstoppable Gospel, where Pastor Noel dives into Acts as well as Luke um, to share how God is seeking, seeking and saving you. Okay. Um, we are so excited about this because this is another way to get the message out there as well as to meet you where you're at in your home, in your car, whatever you might be doing in your busy life. So if you can't listen on Sunday morning, we are going to be able to reach out to you any day of the week. Um, whether that's while you're mowing the lawn, you can pop in headphones while you're uh, sitting, waiting for your kids to finish up with school if they're in school at this point in time. Um, anywhere you're at in any location you're at. Okay. It's going to be much more than just Sunday sermons. We're going to have lots and lots of different content coming your way to help you in your journey, whether you're just questioning your faith, wondering what everything means and what's the point of all this, or if you're looking for a deeper conversation um, to build and develop your faith. Hey, good morning. Man, it's a great privilege that you have taken time to join us in our first ever Bridgepoint Church Sunday experience. This is huge. Thank you, thank you for coming. And I pray and hope that uh, as we spend time together, that you'll, be, you'll find answers for the questions that you may be asking. You will find hope even during these times that are very, very, very difficult for most of us. Many of us are going through a lot of things. I mean, people are going through loss, job losses. People are struggling with uh, uncertain futures. People are asking a lot of questions. And uh, in, we, we want to spend time together every Sunday to, to look at the Bible and, and f look for those answers. And uh, as I've been thinking and praying about where to start, how to start, uh, I, want to, I want to start us from the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a, is a, is a, is a, a book that uh, tells stories of people who had encountered this man called Jesus. And he gave them a passionate, unrelenting hope in life. That there was nothing that could stop them. They had this gospel in their hearts. And, you know, some of them were put in jail. Some of them were stoned and left for near death. Some of them were discarded. Some of them had no places to stay. Yet, they continued. And, uh, and I want that kind of unrelentless hope. I want to be able to be someone who can continue pushing through life, even when things are hard. So, I have called this, this study in the book of Acts, unstoppable gospel because when we have this unstoppable gospel in our hearts and i'll be explaining in a moment what this gospel what's what, what is what is the gospel but when we have this gospel in our hearts then we 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 will be unstoppable or this gospel in our hearts nothing can 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 stop it so acts chapter one verse one let's dive in the writer of Acts says, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. So he starts by saying, right, talking about a former book that he wrote. Now, what, which, what is this former book? This is the book of Luke. That's the, the, the first book that he wrote. So I would call Acts season two 
and Luke season one. So let's look at season one. Who did he write this book to? And why did he write this book? What was the reason and the purpose? So in chapter one of verse one of Luke, we read, he says that many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those from whom the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated, so Luke was a researcher, so he did careful investigation. You can imagine he must have gone to libraries. If, if he lived in our day, he, he, was in, he did all these Google searches and talked to different people, and uh, he, he put together a carefully investigated document. And he says he did this from the beginning. It seemed good to me to write an orderly account. So Luke and Acts are an orderly account that he wrote for this man who is called the most excellent Theophilus. So Theophilus must have been a high government official. His name Theophilus means uh, a friend of God or someone who is loved by God. So he wrote to this guy Theophilus, and we are told the reason why he wrote the book. Verse 4 of Luke chapter 1 says, So that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Is that so that you may have, a, you may be sure, have a certain uh, deep conviction that this Jesus is true. And that this Jesus has the answer to the lives, to the, to the questions we are asking. That this Jesus, if we hold on to him and we get to know him, we will be sure to navigate well through the, any issue and any questions of life, however difficult those questions might be. So that's why the writer wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. So let's see some of the things that he wrote in the book of Luke because why, why do I want us to do so? Because he says in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, he says, I wrote all about all that Jesus began to do and teach. So what are those things that Jesus did and what are those things that Jesus taught? We don't have time to go through the whole of the book of Luke. So I have two stories that I want us to, to look at this morning. And these two stories should summarize or should reveal to us what is in or was in the heart of Jesus when he came down to earth and he started doing his ministry. So the stories I picked are found in Luke chapter 19, actually beginning chapter 18, verse 35, and going into chapter 19 from verse 1 to 10. The first story in Luke 18, 35, is a story about someone who was blind. We are told in verse 35 that as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside. So there was this blind man sitting by the roadside, and this guy, he was begging he was someone who, 
was poor and begging for money. Now, history tells us that in those days when someone was blind, he was someone who was looked down upon. He was probably even considered as someone who was probably had sinned against God and so he was cast and that's why he was blind. He was never invited to important meetings. He was someone who the society uh, cast aside. So Jesus is entering Jericho and there was this blind man. Verse 36, when he heard the crowd going by, that's a blind man, he asked what was happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So the blind man is hearing commotions and he asks, something is happening. Someone tell me what's happening. It's like they tell him, Jesus is going by. And so, verse 38, he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's crying. When he heard Jesus is passing by, he's like, Jesus, I need help. I have a situation and an issue in my life that I cannot solve. I have tried whichever which way, and this issue has not been solved. So I am lifting up my hands to you. I'm lifting up my voice. Jesus, have mercy on me. All I'm crying for is mercy. Maybe someone here this morning is crying for mercy. You are in a situation where you have tried. You have been seeking answers and you can't find those answers. And maybe you have come to, to, to this church this morning to maybe try and f look for answers. And, and you've, you've heard this, this, this crazy pastor talking about Jesus. I want you to just ask him to have mercy on you. Having mercy on you is not... Is, is, is something like says, Jesus, I need your help. So this guy cries out to Jesus, have mercy on me. Verse 39, those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. And he shouted all the more. I mean, they could not shut this guy down. He was desperate for help. He, he needed, he was desperately looking for help. And they told him, dude, you should not be speaking. Do you know you're blind? Do you know that you don't belong in these kinds of places? You need to stay down there. And he refused to stay down there. So he shouted all the more, Jesus, have mercy on me. Look at what happens in verse 40. Verse 40 says, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. Jesus stopped. Jesus noticed him. Maybe this is the first time someone really stopped. And had time for him. Maybe it's the first time that he was really noticed. Maybe it's the first time that he felt like he was seen. Jesus stopped. And said, bring the man to me. They brought the man to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, verse 41, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? The man said, Lord... I want to see. Lord, this is my issue. Lord, and he wasn't just asking that his eyes may be opened. He was asking for more than that. Because blindness meant that he had lost his dignity. Blindness meant that he was cast out of the society. Blindness meant that he could not earn a living for himself. Blindness meant that he was always dependent on other people. So in asking Jesus to open his eyes, he was saying, Jesus, 
Would you give me back my dignity? Would you, would you, would you, would you do something that would, uh, would, would allow others to also see me as a human being? Lord Jesus, have been passed over and looked over. So Jesus, in opening my eyes, I'm asking you to help me feel like I'm human again. And Jesus told him, yeah, receive your sight. It's done. Just like that. Now, I want you to enter into this guy's shoes. He had never made, we don't know whether he was born blind, but for, for a long time, all he had seen and experienced was darkness and being pushed down. And, and now his eyes are open. And we are told in verse 43 that immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Look at what he did, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. It's like, wow, look at what this Jesus can do in such a desperate situation. He even stretches his hands to the lowly, to the looked over, to those who people would just pass by. He didn't pass by. So let's look at the second story. The second story is found in, 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 uh, in Luke 19. As Jesus entered Jericho, Luke 19, verse 1, and was passing through, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. So this Zacchaeus, he had a position. Now, the blind man had no position in society. He was like the scum of the society. But here we have another man who, we have this guy who had a position. He had a good job. He was employed by the government of the day. He was... He was working for the Romans, chief tax collector, and was wealthy. He lived in the suburbs of Jericho, I'm sure. He, he had everything that you and I most times long for. He had position, he had possessions, and with position and possessions come power. I mean, who would not like to have these things? Isn't that what we call the American dream? Isn't that what we call success? Zacchaeus had all of that. But Zacchaeus, verse 3, we are told, he wanted to see who Jesus was. Why did Zacchaeus want to see Jesus, if I may ask? He had everything. Or didn't he? He, he had what we long for. And he wanted to see Jesus. Was it just out of curiosity that he wanted to see Jesus? Well, let's read further. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming by. Now, this guy was not just curious. He, did, he just... just like, who is, this, who is this guy? This guy was more than curious because if he was just curious, he wouldn't have climbed a tree. Can you imagine the indignity of a rich man like him climbing a tree to see some itinerant preacher? Can you imagine how that would have looked? So Zacchaeus was looking for more than just wanting to see Jesus. I think Zacchaeus wanted to be seen. I think Zacchaeus wanted to be noticed. Just like the man 
the blind man who did not have everything. Zacchaeus had everything, but still was in luck. So he climbed the sycamore tree, and verse 5 says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down. Again, you see Jesus coming and stopping. Just like he stopped when the, when the blind man called him, Jesus stopped when the rich man wanted his attention. He stopped. He had time. And, 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 uh, and he, he noticed Zacchaeus. And then he tells Zacchaeus, I must stay at your house today. It's like, you, I have time for you. I want to listen to what you have to say. I want to, I want to open my heart to you and you to me. I, you matter. Jesus tells the blind, poor guy that you matter, and he tells the rich man that you matter. And when the people saw this, verse 7, they began to matter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, Lord, look, here I am, and I now give my, my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody of anything, I will pay back four times over. Like, man, Zac Zacchaeus just found something so uh, he encountered something so miraculous that this guy now decides that I want to help the poor. I want to, to go to the other side of the tracks and I want to serve. I have experienced something so deep in my heart. This Jesus has touched me in a way that I've never been touched before. This Jesus has seen me the way I've never been seen before. I matter in a way I've never mattered before. And now I am free to really live life by helping other people. I want to do this. So Jesus said to him, to Zacchaeus, Today, salvation has come to this house. That today, the gospel has come to this house. And this man who looked to wealth, who looked to power, who looked to position to fill his heart, today was experiencing freedom in a way that he had never, ever experienced before. He experienced what we call salvation. Now, when you look at these two stories, we begin to see what Jesus came to do. These two stories, they give us, uh, they, they lead us into the heart of Jesus. What is it that he really came to do? What did he come to teach? Because the book of Acts chapter 1, remember, says, I told you in my former book, Theophilus, what Jesus began to do and teach. What are those things? And I, Luke chapter 19 verse 10 captures those things. I think for me, Luke 19 verse 10 is the summary of what Jesus came to do and teach. So let's, let's quickly look at Luke 19 10. Jesus said, for the son of man came to seek and save what, what was lost. The son of man came to seek what was lost. Jesus says, I, the son of man, that's how Luke calls Jesus most times. When you read Luke, you see that phrase, the son of man. Uh, it says, I came, Jesus said, to seek and save 
that which was lost. Now, the word lost, what does that mean? Lost are the people who've lost their way from God. The people who've wandered away from God. The people who are looking to other things to satisfy them. The people who, who like the blind man, uh, have been looked over and passed over and they, they, they have lost their dignity. They are like Zacchaeus who, 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 who think that if they pursue success, that they will find life. That's a lost person. A lost person is someone who is far from God. And Jesus says that he came to seek. Let's look at that word seek. Seek means relentless pursuit of something. I am, Jesus said, I'm seeking these people who are lost. I will relentlessly pursue. I will do whatever it takes to help these people find their way. Like Jesus is telling you and me today that he's here to do whatever it takes to help you and I find our way in whichever way we may be lost. You know, this pandemic and this season has revealed a lot of things in my heart and I think in your heart too. What you really, really, really believe about God, what you really, really think about, about the future, what you really, really, really think about life. And in most of these answers, we are lost. And so Jesus says, I have come to, to help you to find your way so that you can live life with more certainty, with, with a sense of sure, with a sense of confidence. That's the word I was looking for. So he came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to seek and save. What does save mean? Save means that I will do, I will pay the price to bring you back home. Charge it on my credit card. Whatever it is that you owe, it will be taken care of by me. And how did Jesus pay for it? With his life. The currency for our salvation. The currency for, for our recovery of sight was his life. And we see that in the book of Luke. Towards the end of Luke, we see Jesus being arrested and being taken to a cross and crucified. And we see him giving us salvation. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. It doesn't matter whether you live on the other side of the train tracks. And you're looked down upon. And you've lost your dignity. And you feel like life has cast you aside. Jesus has time for you. He will stop. Like he has stopped today. And he's talking to you right now. He's telling you, you matter. It doesn't matter whether you have given your life and you've been pursuing uh, wealth and you've been pursuing success and, and still you're finding in your heart there's a certain uh, emptiness. Listen, it's not lost. Jesus is saying, we can talk about that. I'll come to your house. Let's sit down and have a conversation. And I'll, I will help you to, to, to be able to organize things and you will be able to find real hope, real joy, and real happiness. That even this, 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 uh, these possessions that I've given you, they will be useful in helping others. 
Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And when we experience him, when we encounter him, we become unrelentless in pursuing life in a way that honors God. Like nothing will stop us. Because we have within us the unstoppable gospel. So for the next many months, like I said, we're going to dive into this book, the book of Acts, a little deeper. And we're going to see and experience this Jesus and this unstoppable gospel. Amen.